This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orbus. Yes, Saturday Night Harness Preview. Thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club and RSN. Uh, Rob Orbus joins me. Rob, to look at... Uh, the program at Cranbourne. Cranbourne's the Saturday night venue and uh, corresponds, of course, with the Inner Dominion. So we'll have a look at the two feature races up north as well. How are you? I'm very well, Dan. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to our preview show. Looking forward to uh, the weekend, of course, uh, with Cranbourne on Saturday night as our uh, main feature race program uh, coinciding with the Inter-Dominion finals uh, at Albion Park. So uh, we'll certainly be keeping uh, a close eye on the screens and see how the Victorians fare up in the sunny uh, side of the world. Uh, mind you, our weather's been pretty uh, pretty warm and hot, hasn't it, down here in Melbourne? And looking forward to a, a very good uh, weekend. Hopefully we'll find some winners as well. Well, you've done plenty of form for Cranbourne, including the good form. You'll be calling the meeting at Cranbourne. I might call you the King of Cranbourne. You should get all the winners for the first of eight races, which uh, gets underway at 6.23 on the Saturday night at Cranbourne, Rob. Yeah, looking forward to it. Always a, a lovely venue, isn't it? Uh, the Cranbourne that Club, uh, you know, Cam Gallagher and the team uh, do a great job there and the facilities are first class, so uh, they've got a couple of big weekends coming up at Cranbourne uh, with their harness racing, and uh, we'll be there and looking forward to uh, to calling the meeting as well. First event, uh, the Decron Pace. Uh, look, I've tipped here number six, uh, have you met Ted, uh, a youngster trained by Matthew Martin. Matthew's uh, a young trainer, only has a, a very small team in work, and he does a lot of farrowing work as well, and... He's done a really good job with his horse. He's had 10 starts for two wins and three placings. Uh, his last win was at Yarra Valley back on the 7th of November. He then competed throughout the Breeders' Crown Series. Uh, he went around in the heat and also uh, the semi-final. Uh, he started at big odds for both of those uh, races, but he wasn't beaten that far behind uh, the winners. Uh, and, you know, he gets into a winnable race. He went to Warrigal last start, found a bit of strife there. So I think he can bounce back in number six, have you met Ted? I've tipped him on top. Ahead of number seven, uh, you reckon I'm sweet. A three-year-old filly for Ben Yol. Um, ben, you know, he does so much travelling, doesn't he, Dan? And I know he's brought a big team of horses uh, to support the Cranbourne Club, and it's a real credit to Ben and, and the work uh, the, the team do. And you reckon I'm sweet. She's made some really good progress in recent times and, um, you know, I think she's been going well enough to be a, a major winning chance. Number eight, I'm Wesley, draws inside the second row, second up from a little break, uh, finished third at Ballarat, last start behind Wingate Guy, just needs a little bit of uh, a clear passage. Luke Tabone takes the drive and for fourth, uh, I think there's a wall of them there, but I've put in two Tara Victory. I'm just waiting to see some further improvement from Tara Victory in the Scott Ewan stable. So six on top, ahead of seven, eight and two for race one. And I'm eight, six, seven and two in the first. Cranbourne Harness race number two, the Saturday night venue, the lather up standing at Woodlands uh, stud and um, the favourite here will be Eclipse Line, I would imagine. <laughs> We're not working with any prices, but on exposed form, I'd be surprised if something else ran favourite um, or at least open favourite. Yeah, we, we're sort of in a, in a dark there, so we come up with our own assessments and uh, we, we do that with all of our uh, our races and, um, you know, times uh, you get it right, sometimes uh, you get it wrong. But uh, Eclipse Line, 
you would think would start the favourite chase home, uh, Dr. Go Joe, who put up some really good performances uh, leading up to its win and the Eclipse line. It was over 1,200 metres, got a long way back, but certainly savaged the line. Uh, and you would think uh, on its home track here, it should be ready to win. It's having its fourth lifetime start. I've tipped it on top, number five, Eclipse line. The horse I got a little bit of a question mark is number two, Crack the Vault. Um, interesting runner, Mick Law trains. Alan Tormey's down to drive. Crack the Vault, it's had a few different uh, stables and trainers prior to this first up showing here at Cranbourne. And the horse, obviously, a bit of a late bloomer. I think it was struggling early days and might have had a few setbacks. But it, it trialled at Maryborough recently. It, it wasn't knocked around, wasn't a bad bad trial, and it's hard to sort of gauge how it measures up here, but I, I'm, I really respect the stable, and Ellen Tormey, she's absolutely flying at the moment. She's in great form. So I've put in number two, Crack the Vault, as a danger. One Hurricane Dusty, who draws a pole position here for Joe Adard, and Ben Zerira, who takes the drive. Ben's doing a really good job. He's driving lots of winners, and it's, it's a real credit to him. And... Um, have a chat in for fourth. So five, looks a horse to beat. Big watch here on the two, Crack the Vault. I'll be certainly putting him into uh, the exotics of early quaddies. One, Hurricane Dusty, and six, have a chat. Yeah, I've got the same quartet, same order, five, two, one, and six, Rob. The third event, the Mark Going Associates, Maiden Trot. Now, there's a couple of early scratchings here in Velvet Lace, number two and seven, Claudie's Secret. So this narrows it down to five, and... I would uh, actually. This Kai Valley Alley Cat to me stood out, uh, Rob. But at the same token, against the bridle, its form looks uh, pretty poor. Looks awful. But it was well in commission last start. It's gone from a hundred to one in consecutive races to three dollars sixty chance. Made a mistake, and I suspect will be uh, well in the market here, even though its form uh, might uh, sneak up on you. I must admit, at Maryborough last start, I, I really thought Aldebaran Dahlia was just a, a good thing that day at Maryborough. And uh, I was actually calling, and the money just kept coming in for against the bridle. It was very heavily supported, and I thought to myself, oh, this looks a bit of a, um, a, 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 a on-the-job go here uh, with against the bride. I watched it in its prelims. It was sharp. It was on the march. And, uh, of course, James Herbertson took the drive. And, uh, look, the horse came out flying out of the gate. I, I thought Aldebaran Dale would just lead and win. And, and against the bride, it, looked, got it almost looked like it was going to go past it to find the front. And it broke up and galloped and really just ruined its chances from that point. But, look, the horse, obviously, from what we can see, has got lots of natural talent, but uh, it's certainly got a few uh, loose screws, obviously, between the ears, and uh, you, you just don't know what he's going to do. Look, Ross Graham drives. Ross is the trainer of the horse, and sometimes, mind you, Ross hasn't had much success with the horse either But uh, when he's driven it, but sometimes when you know the horse, maybe you've learned its quirks. But, look, I've, I'm, I've put it on top, I think, from an ability perspective, it, it can win. But, well, it's done nothing right up to now. So I think we're just praying and hoping it does everything right for the stable. And, and you know what? They deserve a win too because when you persevere with horses like this, you, you deserve uh, you deserve some reward. So, look, I'm tipping five against a bridle with, uh, obviously, a lot of risk factors engaged with it. Three, Prosperous, and six, Kai Valley Alley Cat, both 
horses that I think have got really nice ability. Um, both look, you know, reasonably bomb-proof as far as, you know, their manners overall. Uh, they're probably the safer bets. I think they'll both acquit themselves really well. I'd be very shocked if one of those three wasn't winning the race. Uh, look, number one, I'm, I'm a social butterfly. She's had... Uh, what, two, three runs back from a spell now. She does have really good gait speed. She's had 40 starts, never won a race, but draws a pole position over a mile, has gait speed, definitely a little place first four chance. And I'm 6351. And can you just recap your top four? Oh, uh, yeah, my numbers are, are uh, sorry, my numbers here for this race are five against the bridle, three prosperous, six Kai Valley Alley Cat, and one I'm a social butterfly. So five, three, six, and one. Feature event for the Knights of the Elder Baron Park, Starlet uh, Trot. And this is a pretty good lineup. There shouldn't be much between Kai Valley, Amanda, and Virginia Clowers. There wasn't last time. No, they, uh, they had a great battle, didn't they, last time? And Virginia Clowers proved uh, a little bit too strong. Barrier draw probably favours Kai Valley, Amanda. Uh, obviously, Chris Alford drove last time, loses nothing here with John Keldo, who's got a really good knack with trotters and uh, and, and, and the fillies and mares. And, and I think Kai Valley Amanda, from the advantage of the draw, I think has got a really good chance of maybe working forward and, and, and being in the spot, hopefully in front. And if it is in front, it will be uh, it will take a lot of beating. Um, five Virginia Clowers. Continues to make really good progress. Um, I thought her runs leading up to the win was were, were very good. Uh, you knew she had her hoof on the till. Uh, she's going to be hard to hold out. Three Valerie Lane's the interesting runner here. She's the one that's got probably the scope for big improvement coming into this race. I think she appreciate barrier three and if she can make the most of it inside Kyle Amanda she could either plonk herself behind the leader or, or be even maybe in front but I'm, I'm not ruling her out of this race and two skew if uh, obviously hard to measure up how she uh, lines up here from South Australian form to uh, some of these fillies that she meets but she's won six from 12 Jeff Eason as we know uh, one of the leading uh, breeders and owners over in South Australia uh, the Nielsens have brought her across. Lisa Miles drives. They've had a great partnership over a long period of time. So a very good race. Four, five, three, and two. And I'm four, five, three, and six. First leg of the main quaddy, the Blue Hills Rise pace. Scratch number one, Roy Lance. Um, pretty even field here, Rob. Yeah, tricky little race. Uh, I tipped Angus, Indiana to win at Gumbau on Sunday. I did make uh, him my best rough in, and he got the job done. He got heavily backed that day, end up starting favourite. Uh, I like the horse. He's um, he's a genuine horse, probably lacks a little bit of high speed. This is probably a little bit of a stronger race and, and maybe from the second row makes it a bit tricky, especially around Cranbourne. But one thing about Angus Indiana, he doesn't run a bad race. He, he's very dour. Uh, he, he, he gives everything, and, and I think as a result of that, still happy to, to follow him in. McBellman drives. He's in good form. Five court sites, the interesting runner. One well at Charlton, you know, in probably similar conditions uh, field-wise. Went to Maryborough last start, got driven out the gate really hard led and, and just punctured in the home straight but I think the horse is probably a little bit better than that maybe just needs to be driven a bit softer 
Six bulletproof kid. He's made some good progress. He's had 16 starts, only won the one race. But again, uh, you know, he's 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 got a lot of consistency about him, and I think there's probably upside with him as he as he gets a bit older. And maybe the horse that probably I've under, undersold a little bit, but I feel like probably from an experience point of view, our Bella Lucia probably comes into this race with a lot going for her. She's won. 11 from 93, so that 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 sort of form alone is is really strong. Cody Rockenberg comes down and drive his for Paul Parsons. They've got a really good combination. She just might be the one. Uh, I, I think it's a tricky race. Eight, five, six, four, and I'm not even ruling out number seven. Breathe easy in the race. And I'm eight, four, six, and five. Race six is the better vet uh, pace. And uh, again, uh, didn't look like an easy one to sort out here, Rob. No. Uh, look, Khan's Creed deserved to win another race, and it did at Ballarat last start. Uh, was able to lead throughout. Draws barrier one again. Johnny Keldo on board. John's got a good book of drives here at Cranbourne. I think he'll be prominent in uh, most of uh, the races he's driving in. Gate speed's a real plus here for Khan's Creed, so I think it can hold up and, and be really hard to beat, but he'll probably be challenged early. I see a more... It comes into the race OK, just needs to make the most of inside the second row. And Just that night at Geelong, it drew inside the second row and ended up four back the peg. So it just needs to hold up here the, to, to, to hold its position from inside the second row. If it sort of lobs behind the leader or three back the pegs, He's got a really good sprint on him, and, and he'll be running on. But then there's sort of more seasoned horses here. Three good feelings, five guys better bet, seven yours and mine, all from the Ben Yole team. You know, they're, they're a little bit hard to sort of pick the eyes out of some of these at times. Uh, they, they sort of have different uh, different tactics and different uh, stages uh, when they're racing. And, uh, look, all three horses have acquitted themselves well in this class and probably the, the better draw horse, better drawn horse is three good feelings. But I think it's a tricky race. Uh, one, I thought either one wins a race or then you play wide. Eight, three, five and seven, but it's it's a trick race. Yep. So just go through your top four again. One, eight, three and five. Okay, and I'm one eight five and seven, but I thought it was really hard. You're listening to the Saturday Night Harness Preview. I'm Dan Malicki with Rob Orber. Thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club and also RSN. And we're getting through the Cranbourne program. That's the venue for the Saturday night, um, which is corresponding with uh, the Inter Dominion Grand Finals. And we're previewing race number seven now at Cranbourne. It's the Cranbourne fencing pace, Rob. Yeah, race number seven uh, on the card at uh, at Cranbourne. Um, this is again another uh, trick race. Uh, look, I've tipped five deaf touch. I, I tried to sort of work through form lines, uh, and I suppose Dreamer's Delight, really smarty. I, I just felt like we're probably horses that you know, if they were in this race, I'd probably be picking them to win and. Because of that, I've settled for Deaf Touch. He's a winner of seven of eighty. He's won three from ninety, three from thirty-nine here at uh, Cranbourne, and three over uh, over this distance. And Glenn Hunter uh, does a really good job. Horses in form. Thought gets another chance to win another race. Four, you better not. Probably broke its maiden status last time at Geelong. This is probably a slightly stronger feel to what it meant. Uh, draws well. Scotty Ewan home track comes into play. 
Eight covered Kylie, heavily supported at Melton two runs ago, uh, was beaten on that occasion, drew to pole, couldn't really get into it at Albury last start. Draws inside the second row. Look, her last win was back in November 22, so she hasn't won a race for over 12, 12 months, but she probably gets a soft trip here from inside the second row, and I thought maybe one didn't didn't uh, deny would be able to uh, punch up from the, the pole position to hold up to run a cheeky race. But this is a tough race. It's five, four, eight, and one. I thought the two had an each-way chance. A little safari. I've tipped two, five, one, and four. The world's best hoof oil pace is the last of eight. It's the, the faster class race of uh, the night. And it's a pretty even field too, particularly with the barrier draws, Rob. This is over the flying mile. Yeah, probably what the, the trick here is a lot of these horses, uh, you know, the, the, the favourite runners are probably more sit and sprint type horses. So someone's going to have to chance their arm here. Uh, look, Delvey Robin, I, I think is probably, you know, chase home first dance, Arnie's army at its last two starts. Uh, that that form's pretty strong for this race in, in the class that went into a... 65-79 last start, got beaten nine metres. And then at Bendigo, I was in the free-fall against Arnie's Army and forgot the wallet. So probably a small field. He should suit Delvey Robin, but just probably can't afford to sort of sit back for too long here because there might not be a lot of tempo in the race. But I've tipped him on top. I think to my Army might get over the odds and, and might run a cheeky race here. I thought my Army was the leader in the race and... If it did lead uh, and gets left alone, uh, it might take some running down. I, I certainly think my Zami can run a really good race here for Lisa Miles. Four Master Remy, good win last start at Warrigal. Looked to be uh, in all sorts of trouble coming to the home turn and fought back to, to win. And again, home track here, Ryan Duffy drives. I think he's got to be respected. And then the stable mates, uh, believe in forever. Sammy's ideal. Both will be running on. Lady Lani should get a soft trip on the pegs. But look, six Delvey Robin. I thought two Mizami could run a good race at odds. Four Master Remy, and three believe in forever. So six, two, four, three for mine. And I've uh, tipped six, two, three, and four. We'll get to best bets for Cranbourne Robin. Then we'll have a look at the two features at Albion Park. Yeah, look, I mean, look, race two, number five, Eclipse Line, probably should be winning. Uh, I thought certainly race four, number four, Kai Valley Amanda had a really good chance uh, to, to win. And uh, I'm expecting race one, number six, Have You Met, Have you met Ted gets its chance also to, to be uh, very prominent. But it's a, it's one of those nights where I think uh, if they if some of these horses are, are under the odds, you're probably going to just watch and uh, and see. But if they get over the odds, uh, where they're probably uh, you know a few extra points better, we'll, we might have a little play. But it's a tricky little program this one. Rob, the Inter Dominion Pacing Grand Finals Race Five at Albion Park. It's uh, to be run at seven thirty uh, our time, Melbourne time. And Swayze's well, just the favourite uh, from uh, his younger half brother, Leap to Fame. They've had some great clashes before, uh, and we're expecting another one uh, in the Grand Final. Yeah, look, this 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 is a great race, isn't it? Look, Mahart, Mahart. Uh, is barracking for Leap to Fame. I, I, I love Leap to Fame. I just think he's just a magnificent horse. I, I think he's done absolutely nothing wrong. He he just, again, is going to have to produce something 
super, super special here. Um, I, I really hope he wins. Uh, Grant Dixon's done a great job with him. So that's the horse I'm barracking for. Uh, my, head, my head's telling me that Narano's going to be really hard to hold out. I know you've been a Narano fan uh, over the years, Dan, and um, no surprise to see him. They've made really good progress. Obviously, Swayze, I think his two runs, even though he's got beaten, have been full of merit. And, um, you know, Cam, Cam Hart has stuck with him. So that's a real big tick, of course. And, and then Better Eclipse, uh, Greg and Jess have done a great job with him as well. It's a it's an intriguing race. It'll be a great race. There'll be a race that certainly whoever wins this race will have to earn it. Leap to Fame and Swayze will have to go to war at some stage. Narano is a sit sprinter and also Better Eclipse. They're going to be stalking and hoping that the other two really go for it. Uh, it's a great race, but I'm barracking and cheering for Leap to Fame. Okay. I like Spirit of St. Louis at the odds. Just if they overdo it, Swayze and Leap to Fame and it's going to suit a sit sprinter. It might be Sprit of St. Louis. He's, it feels like he's older than six years of age, but his performances in the big races have been so consistent, albeit running second and third quite often in some of those big races. But he might be worth a ticket at the long odds. He's about 25 to 1. The trotting grand final will just believe look the goods going into it. He's now $1.15 fixed odds uh, at the moment. Can you see him being beaten? No, Dan, I, I, I keep... I've sort of mentioned this now for over the last month or so, and I'm starting to to really convince myself even further. I'm starting to wonder whether this horse is potentially the best trotter we've ever seen. Um, and I know it's a big call, but, you know, I, I just keep going back to horses in the past that have done, you know, remarkable things. And, you know, we, we go back to... Uh, of course, you know, the the, the, the romance of uh, Knight's Pistol and, and obviously we've had some great horses from the butt camp as well. But this horse here, to think that he, where he came from, what he achieved here in Victoria and then he went over to Sweden, he, he performed exceptionally well, had to come back here and most horses come back and don't go to the same level. This horse has come back and he's gone to higher levels. And every time I watch him, he just does it so easily. And he's just, I don't know, I think he's so super special. I mean, he'll be winning this into the minute. I don't think anyone's going to go close to beating him. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I want to celebrate this horse. I think he's as special as we've ever seen. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree. He looked really good value at about a dollar eighty before the series started. He's a dollar fifteen for the final, and again, I'm trying to find a way that he can get beaten, and I, and I can't. So, he is at the top of his game. Queen Alila, she found. Uh, I, I reckon she was just down a little bit on her previous couple of runs, but she was much better uh, last Saturday night. So we might see the best version of her. Um, but even in the past, the best version of her has really uh, got the better of Just Believe. So that's the trotting grand final. That's race eight. It's at 9.22 uh, Victorian time tomorrow night. Yeah, just while we're there too, I've got a little bit of uh, little bit of news too. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a, look, it's a celebration news, but it's a sad news as well. But Bernie Winkle's been retired. Uh, the, the old champ from, uh, from Mildura, he's uh, a horse that went on what, over 600,000 or so. Um, they've, uh, they've decided to pull the pin on the, on the old Marvel and um, we won't see him race again. But 
congratulations to Bernie on uh, on his achievements throughout his career. He's been uh, a remarkable horse, and, and we're going to sadly miss him uh, on the racetrack. 65 wins, the majority of them at uh, Mildura from 307 starts. He's been a remarkable horse indeed, and I think one of everybody's uh, favourite paces. Thank you, Rob. We've covered plenty today. Enjoy your weekend, and I look forward to catching up with you again next week for the Saturday Night Harness Preview. Thanks, Dan. Happy harnessing, everyone, and uh, enjoy your uh, weekend, and uh, may there be uh, a few winners amongst them. Thank you.